Welcome to the Life Rips Podcast, where I, Brett Bond, founder and host, interview and converse with others so we can all gain a better perspective as to what's really going on in this crazy world we live in. We're going to find out why life rips for some and not so much for others. Brought to you by Happy Gang, a coaching company that helps you take control of your emotions and eliminate limiting beliefs so you can fall more in love with life. If you want to know more, you can visit happygangcoaching.com. Now let's get into it. Mr. David Gibson, how you doing, brother? It's a great day to be alive, man. How about yourself? I feel the same exact way. I always answer with, I'm happy to be alive because that's a blessing within itself. For sure, man. For sure. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man. And why don't you do a little introduction so uh, the viewers know who you are and uh, know where you come from? My name is David Gibson. I'm based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I guess to kind of sum it up, I am on a mission to help individuals guarantee success for their life. And I know many times when I make that statement, it sounds like a very bold statement, but essentially my mindset is we can guarantee success when we confidently feel that there's nothing that we can't learn and nothing that we can't develop in order for us to solve the problems that stand in front of where we are now and where we want to be. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So essentially, I launched a business in 2013. It's entitled Elevation is a Must. And I provide coaching programs. I do keynote addresses. I speak at conferences and different events. Uh, we do short films and documentaries, all based around inspiration. But essentially, I'm on a mission to help individuals develop new and empowered beliefs and establish successful habits. With everything that I do, that's what it boils down to, helping individuals think differently, not just what they think, but how they think, as well as establishing successful habits that are going to lead to an extraordinary life. I'm a firm believer that each and every single one of us are placed on this earth for a specific purpose. And of course, as you and I both know, there's many challenges and struggles that often hinder us from tapping into that purpose. So what I do is I provide tools and resources to help individuals overcome those challenges so they can live their best life. Man, I love that. I yeah, love that yeah. so much. You inspire me, brother. When I watch your content, it's like I can tell that we're on the same mission. And obviously, you've been doing it quite a bit longer, but it's, it's inspiring, man. The stuff you put out is real. It's genuine. It's authentic. And I just want to let you know I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate that, man. That's, that's a humbling statement to hear. Um, I mean, as you know, on many of my social media platforms, there's a quote that I live my life by, and it's something that I share with many people that I come in contact with, because I believe it's a great way to kind of approach life. And the quote goes like this, the goal has never been to become known, but the goal has always been to become somebody that's worth knowing. And essentially what that does is it's placing you into a philosophy to constantly add value to yourself. And as you add value to yourself, you can add value to others. And as I'm in a position to add more value to other people, more doors of opportunity will begin to open up for me and I can move humanity forward with the gifts and the talents and the value that I create from within. Absolutely, man. I, I remember reading that quote for the first time and just taking a step back and going, wow, that yeah. was powerful. It really made me think, you know, where did yeah. that, where did that quote come from? How did you come up with that? Many times, man, it's just like those thinking moments, you know, that's, that's something that I encourage people to do is to escape life and to kind of take that journey of introspection. And we do that by creating a habit of, you know, focusing in on your thoughts, tuning out the noise, sitting around, and then, you know, you'll be surprised on many of the astonishing ideas that run through your mind, um, the new levels of clarity that you can reach just by sitting 
and listening to yourself, thinking about what you're thinking about. And in many, many cases, when I sit down and listen to my thoughts, like quotes come, different ideas, inspiration pours through. As I'm aware of my environment, I start connecting dots on many of the challenges that I'm facing. Like I turn my problems into puzzles and start putting the pieces yeah. together, figure <laughs> things out. And I think that's something that does us some good and benefits us in many ways. Because I mean, here in 2020, we're living a fast paced life, right? We have social media where you can get instant access to information. You can go on Google and, and search this or search that. And we're, we're often bombarded with information that can be overloading to us. So it's good to kind of just stand there, just tune out and tune into yourself. And I'm a firm believer that great things can come from an experience like that, especially when you make it a habit, when you train your mind to tune out the noise and just to listen great things can open up. Yeah, I agree with you 1000%. And I think it's really ironic. And let me know if you agree. But sometimes when you silence everything out, and you almost you just listen, like you're talking about, or you don't even really yeah. think that hard, those brilliant moments of insight kind of just come to you. Yeah, well, it's 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 more so what happens is you start tapping into your subconscious mind. And, and I'm a firm believer that what you want, and what you are seeking is wanting and seeking you. And we often get in our own way because we overcomplicate things, we overthink things, we overanalyze things, and we start bringing all of these things into the equation. And then we miss like the opportunity or the possibility or the answer or the solution that's literally right in front of us. So to step away and to say, okay, I'm gonna clear and purge my mind of every thought that may be happening right now coming from the external sources and instead dive into my internal my own psyche, my own consciousness, what happens is you'll start again, pulling different ideas, getting more answers and finding solutions to whatever may be challenging, challenging in your life and whatever solution that you're seeking and searching for. Absolutely. I think we overcomplicate it sometimes, you know, yeah. it's simplifying, it's reframing, looking at things from a different perspective. And once you do that, it's like things open up in a, in a whole new light. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree, brother. So tell me, was there one thing that sparked something inside you to venture into this journey or was there an aha moment or what really, what really started this for you? What's your why, man? It was a process, man. Um, to be honest with you, I ran away from it for quite some time. And what happened and what took place was the mission that I'm on now was birthed through my own personal struggle, through my own internal and inner conflicts. I was in a season of my life, you know, as a, as a college student, as a young adult, where I was challenged in the area of my self-esteem. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel significant. I felt as if my life didn't necessarily have any value, hadn't tapped into my purpose, hadn't found it at that point. And I was finding myself going down this downward spiral. And I was dealing with depression, dealing with, you know, that negative self-talk the battle within. And essentially, to make a long story short, as I begin to work through the process of gaining more confidence, identifying my purpose, evolving into a greater D1, I begin to simply just share my own personal breakthroughs, my own personal insights from the experiences that I was having. And essentially, what happened was people started reaching out to me as I would share things. And this is before Instagram. This is when Facebook was pretty much the main platform. I'm just sharing different quotes on my feed and people would reach out to me saying, hey, I really needed this today. 
Uh, this is something that really encouraged me. This put a smile on my face. And that created a sense of connection for me. You know what I mean, Brett? Where I felt connected to another human being. I felt connected to other individuals. And it felt good to be able to move somebody in a way that uplifted them, to inspire somebody, to encourage somebody. So essentially, that was a spark right there. And as I continued to communicate more and to share different inspiration, I started getting invited to speak for different events in different organizations. And as I started being comfortable with speaking, because that's another story. I mean, when we're talking <laughs> about fear, fear and anxiety, man, that was a challenge that I had to overcome uh, because it's completely out of my character and out of my personality to stand in front of a group of people and to share information or to share experiences or to tell my story. Uh, but we can have that conversation later on. But to answer your question, essentially what I do is driven by the fact that I know that there's people out there that are suffering. There's individuals out there that are struggling. There's individuals out there that feel confused. There's individuals out there that feel lost. There's individuals out there that want more for their life. And I've been able to acquire many experiences that gave me new insights and new mindsets that help me overcome my struggles. So all I'm doing is sharing those with those that I come in contact with, whether it be in person, at an event, or through social media. And I'm providing resources, tools, and mindset shifts that help them elevate their life. I love it, man. I feel like, yeah, I can definitely relate with that. I mean, yeah. I feel the same way, you know, that's what kind of sparked me wanting to help people. And it's cool to hear you articulate your words in such a manner where you get your message across so powerfully and, and so directly. It's like, you know, exactly what you want and you're on a mission to get it. You know, yeah. the determination yeah. I see from you is just, it's so uplifting, man. And we, you know, yeah, appreciate that. And, 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 and full transparency, it wasn't always that way. You know, I think sometimes we can look at people and we imagine that they just were born out the womb with that level of clarity, that level of insight, that, that level of drive and purpose within them. This is just through experience of me bumping my head, me discovering more about myself, me taking that journey of self-realization and understanding, okay, this is what makes me come alive. And essentially putting in the work, like we talked about earlier, just grinding it out, you know, figuring things out, you know, not necessarily having a blueprint, but being determined to make some things happen. And what was derived from that is essentially a new, a new sense of purpose you know, again, a new vision that is erupting out outside of us and essentially empowering us and influencing us to take action to make it a reality in our life. Yeah, it's a, it's a muscle that you have to constantly exercise so it can get stronger. Otherwise, it's going to be weak, man. Yeah. <laughs> and a weak vision will never come into reality. Yes, I think sometimes people, they get confused because I they're under the impression that some people are just born like that. Yeah. You know, everybody has their advantages and their disadvantages, but it is something you have to work at. You know, it's a, it's a constant evolution. It's constant growth. It's always pushing yourself to achieve more. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So getting into speaking, cause I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about your fears with speaking and the yeah. anxiety I'm sure you felt when you looked out into the stage and you're going, holy cow, that's a lot of people. Tell us about that and how you overcame those challenges and hurdles. So, so to begin answering that specific question, let's again revisit how I came to this point, okay? Now, recall when I said it was completely out of my personality and character to speak in front of a group of people. This really stemmed from my childhood. As a child, I grew up with a lisp. 
and I would pronounce words incorrectly. As I would communicate different words, I was always told by my peers, by my friends, by my parents, by those I came in contact with, that I was saying something wrong, okay? Now, as a child, we don't necessarily process things logically and rationally, right? At seven or eight years uh, young, you're not necessarily seeing the true significance of what's being spoken. You're not hearing it for face value. Me as a child, I interpreted them saying I'm saying it wrong as I'm saying something wrong or I am wrong. So psychologically, emotionally, and mentally, my mind was programmed to think if I opened up my mouth, I was going to be wrong. And this was a limited belief system that influenced me all the way up into my adulthood life. And many people don't necessarily realize, and we talk about this in my coaching programs, how we have these conditioned fears, these insecurities, these program mindsets that stem from our childhood. Particularly up until the age of seven, our minds are extremely suggestible. You know, that's why a child is running around with a Batman cape on and they really think that they're Batman or, you yeah. know, they're talking to a teddy bear and this is their best friend because in their mind, they're not questioning things. They're not thinking rationally. They're not judging things. They just accept them for what they are. So I say all that to say what that did was that began the process again of me not opening up my mouth and being afraid to speak, being afraid to talk my truth, being afraid to interact with others. And like I mentioned at the top of this conversation, if there's no connection, you know what I mean? The, the, the power of your human existence isn't at work. Like we thrive when we're connected with others. We thrive when we're in groups, when we're in, you know, uh, 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 surroundings where we have like-minded people that share the same energy. They're just connected as human beings. This is why, you know, baseball and basketball and football teams have huge followings. It's like, I want to be a part of something. That's something that we have built in within us in our human nature. So for me, being disconnected, that's really challenging me in the area of my self-esteem. It's really hurting me. I'm really having this internal battle, like this silent battle that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. So again, fast forward up until the point when I started speaking, I was going through the process of overcoming that. And initially when I was asked to speak, the opportunity presented itself after my uncle had passed away. And my uncle passed away abruptly and I felt obligated and compelled to speak at his funeral. I spoke in front of my family and I encouraged them, I just spoke from the heart. And after the funeral, many people came up to me and said, you know, your words really inspire me. They really encourage me. They really move me in a way that I've never been moved before. There was an individual that was actually at the funeral who was a decision maker and actually hosting an event. And she asked me to speak at this event. And I'm like, nah, I can't, I don't, I don't do that. I spoke at this funeral, but that's really not, right. you know, I, I just felt compelled to speak at this funeral, you know, <laughs> but if you know this young lady, she's like, her personality is where she's not accepting no for an answer. So it was more so I was coerced into, you know, being the keynote speaker at this event. So Brett, fast forward to the night before the actual event. Talk about a challenge, man. I'm talking a heavyweight championship bout with fear, anxiety. Like I'm in my apartment pacing the floor. My dogs are looking at me sideways like, what has gotten into this dude? I'm sweating. 
Like literally, I'm trying to come up with reasons as to why I can't do this. I got my phone in my hand and I'm like, I'm gonna call her and say, hey, I'm sick. My stomach is hurting. I caught the flu. I got a virus, something, you know, <laughs> so I'm trying to pull out something. Anything you can. Anything, you know what I mean? Because this is a fear that most people have. In fact, most people, there's been studies that have, that have shown this. Most people would rather be in the coffin than be in the person that's actually delivering the eulogy. <laughs> you know, speaking in front of people wow. because, you know, you're placing yourself in a position where you may be criticized. You may make a mistake. You may get rejected. Like your ideas that you present, people may not receive them. And it's like, I don't want to be in that position. I'm intimidated to step in that position. And that's where I found myself. And what happened in that moment, talking about thinking about where you're thinking about, Brett, it was like in that particular moment, God himself came and spoke and communicated to me and said, David, you can do this. And I started to read my notes and everything that I had in my notes, I began to realize, man, I'm not just talking to the people that are going to be at this event, but I'm really also talking to myself. And in that moment, what happened was a shift because prior to that moment, my thoughts were directed towards me failing, what was going to go wrong, what I didn't have, the experience that I didn't possess. And as I focused on the negative, that's where my energy flowed. But when I shift the narrative in my head and I started repeating, I can do this, I can do this. Literally just repeating affirmations like, man, they're going to receive a lot of value out of what I have to say. We're gonna inspire many people. Somebody that's gonna be at this event may be on the verge of giving up. I started shifting the narrative in my head and I tell you, Brett, there was a wind of confidence that flowed through me that I had never experienced before a day in my life. So it was in that moment where I experienced a personal breakthrough and I stepped on the stage the next day, like I couldn't really sleep. I probably got like two hours of sleep. And I stepped on the stage with confidence and began to communicate my ideas and inspire the audience. And many people again came up to me and said, man, how long have you been doing this? I said, this is my first time. They said, really, you moved me. You touched me. You look like you're operating within your gift. And I begin to realize at that moment, I had something going. And that moment, I understood how I can control my mindset to help influence me, to fulfill the gift, the purpose, the talent that I've been given and use it in a way where I can inspire and empower others. And also what really kind of broke the ground in that moment for me and changed the game in my perspective was when I realized, Brett, that you don't have to believe everything that you think. That every thought that may come through your mind, like any thought, some of those thoughts, most of the thoughts that come through our mind aren't necessarily aligned with truth and the truth of who we really are. That voice in our head that says we can't do it is nothing but a liar. It is up to us to gain executive power over our mindset and to be able to decide which thoughts are going to influence me today. Which thoughts will I allow to dictate the way that I behave? Which thoughts will I allow to dictate how I show up on this particular day? How I show up in the interview? How I show up on stage? How I show up when I'm doing a podcast? How I show up when I'm working, uh, working through my career? We all have that power. And it was in that moment that I realized that. 
Man, you've wired your brain for greatness. And I've met a lot of people who have wired their brain correctly. Well, not correctly, but, you know, for greatness, for success. And I, I love it, man. I appreciate been, that, brother. That is just awesome. You know, I think that's very true what you said about a lot of people would rather be in the coffin than given the eulogy because yeah. it's this fear. And the more you give into it, like you're talking about, or as Tony Robbins says, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, yeah. you start giving into it and it's exponential, whether that's for the good or for the bad, you know, you yeah. start believing it, whether or not it's truth. And you start telling yourself lies over and over and over again, they just start reinforcing themselves. It's, it, there's a saying that I often tell many of my members in my community and I plant this seed in them strategically because I wanted to influence them every single day of their life. And it's very important for us to understand, Brett, that what we think about the most in our mind will eventually grow in our life. What we say to ourselves is what's most important. Not what society says, not what the economy looks like, not what the situation or the circumstance feels like, but it's what we communicate to ourselves. Because what we communicate to ourselves will eventually be a, be, become our belief system, right? And our belief will always carry more power than our reality. I can be the best at what I do. I can be the most gifted, the most talented. I can be the most experienced. But if I don't believe in myself, I'll be ineffective. I'll be ineffective. And most importantly, we have to understand the dynamics of how we function. One characteristic about human beings is this. We have... Like we're wired in a way where our behavior must be consistent with our identity, right? Our behavior must be consistent with our identity. Prime example of this is think about how many, acts, how many individuals win the lottery, right? Like at one stage in their life, they may be dead broke, then instantaneously in a moment's notice, they're millionaires. They may have 500, like somebody can win $5 million in one moment. I did a research study not too long ago where I found out over 80% of individuals that win the lottery, I want to say it's like 87%, end up going broke in five years or less. Like, think about how crazy that sounds. At one point, you're dead broke. Then a moment's notice, you have $5 million. What happens is their income increases, but their mindset is still in the same same position like here it is you're wealthy as it relates to financial positioning economic positioning but in your mind you're still impoverished and because you hold on to that belief system because you're still classified in that identity your behavior is always consistent with that identity so even though you may have all of this money you find a way to spend it to lose it to waste it and you end up bankrupt and back in the same position Another example of this is at the top of the year, when individuals say, new year, new me, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to live my best life. We know the story, right? <laughs> January comes around. <laughs> the first week, hey, they're excited, they're motivated. The second week, okay, let me push myself, let's go, let's get it. Third week, let me take a couple of days off. I'll take two off, matter of fact. The fourth week, typically, the majority of the people that said they were going to do something are no, are no longer doing it. It's because you tried to change your, your, your behavior without changing your identity. And again, your behavior will always be consistent with your identity. You want to change, change how you see yourself. Change how you define yourself. 
change what you put in place after those two words, I am. Those are the most powerful words that we can come out of our mouth, okay? I am. Many people say, I am tired. I am broke. I'm not good enough. I don't have it. I can't handle that new level. I can't take anymore. What you're doing is you're planting seeds in your identity. And if they're negative seeds, you're not going to bear positive fruit. You therefore have to plant positivity, redefine how you see yourself, redefine who you are, transform your identity to be aligned with your vision, your purpose, and your goals and the things that you want for your life. And that's how we draw closer to them. So in your experience and your personal opinion, what is the most effective way to reshape your identity or to change your identity? In a nutshell, it begins with you gaining clarity and awareness. Self-awareness is the first step to self-empowerment. And one may ask, well, D1, how do I do that? I encourage you, grab a journal and begin to make note of the areas in your life that don't seem to be functioning the way that you really want them to. Like what doesn't seem to be working, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your, your physical fitness, whether it's in your emotions, whether it's in your career, whatever the case may be, identify an area in your life that doesn't seem to be working. Also identify the moments when you don't necessarily feel your best. Maybe you're unhappy, maybe you feel miserable, Maybe you're frustrated or discouraged. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you get anxious. Maybe you're angry or you're bitter. Make note of these moments. Write down the thoughts that are stimulating those negative emotions. Write down the thoughts that come through your mind when you're experiencing this negativity. And begin to challenge those thoughts. Begin to question them. Begin to confront them. Because now what happens is I'm taking an objective view of what's going on in my mind. Because before, this is what takes place, Brett, the negativity that's, that's influencing us often happens undetected and unnoticed. So by me taking an objective view of what I'm thinking, I remove the power from the negativity and put it back into my hands. Now I'm gonna be in a position where I'm like a judge in the courtroom, just trying to figure out the validity or the truth and what's happening in this statement. And you ask yourself, where is this coming from? And more than likely what takes place is you'll begin to identify a limited belief or conditioned mindset that's producing this negative thought, that's stimulating those negative emotions. And since emotion is the greatest influence on our behavior, we have to understand that we must transform those emotions and align them with positivity to live a positive life. You can't have a negative mindset or a, 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 a positive life with a negative mindset, okay? So what that does is to bring it back home, as I'm becoming more aware of what I'm thinking, I can become more in control of how I feel based upon the emotions that are stimulating me and influencing me. And because I become in control of my emotions, now I can dictate my behavior and I can align it with where I wanna take my life. But all of that begins with your thought process. I love it. So tell me, is meditation a part of your routine at all? Or do it? did any of this come from meditation, I take it? Daily, daily. Now, I love meditation. And there's a, a meditative practice that I go through in my Dreamcatcher's Mastermind, where I teach all of our members how to implement this into their daily routine. 
but to briefly summarize it, meditation, I say the large benefit of meditation is that it helps you gain control of how you're thinking, what you're thinking, to be aware of your thinking, to be able to calm your mind down and to process a, a single moment and to decide I'm not going to allow this thought to influence me in this moment. Because again, what that does is as I'm functioning and operating throughout my day, I can now start becoming aware of the thoughts that I think. Because remember, like I said, the majority of the negative thoughts that influence us are undetected and unnoticed, right? So by me taking the daily discipline or having the daily discipline of meditating and gaining that skill, like you mentioned earlier, developing that muscle of awareness, I now can start pinpointing my thoughts and I can, I can step back and be the individual that's like pulling out the negativity from my mind and only allowing positive things to influence me. One thing that we must not do is to allow a thought to run through our mind and be unchecked. You got to be like, like, like the, the individual that's, you know, what do you call them? Like the, um, um, the gatekeeper, <laughs> you know, that's standing at the gate. And there's a certain requirement that needs to be met before they walk through the door. You know, it's almost like you're at this party, you're at this get together and like no caps are allowed. You know, you got to have a certain type of wardrobe on, you know, you can't have shorts on, you got to come in a suit, whatever the case may be, you create yeah. the criteria. And if it doesn't meet that criteria, you can't get in. That's the way we have to operate with our mindset. Okay. We have to be at the gate of our mind, the door of our thoughts and our psyche and begin to identify this does not meet the criteria of what's happening inside of here. You can't come in. Fear, we can't have you. Negativity, we can't have you. Anger, we gotta get rid of you. Negative attitude towards others will never bring us success. Bitterness, we can't have you. Even unforgiveness, <laughs> you gotta release it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a matter of us gaining executive control of our minds. Once we have executive control, psychologists call this executive functioning, right? Once I have that executive control, now I can dictate where I'm taking my life. Most people are on autopilot. In fact, what's happening is they're in the passenger seat and they're allowing some emotion to drive their life. And they're wondering why they're ending up in the parking lot of average or mediocrity. It's because you're not driving the vehicle of your life. And that's your mind. <laughs> this thing right here can take us anywhere, anywhere we choose but we must gain control of it. We have that power and we have to understand that we have that power. Not only should we have the understanding, but we have to leverage that power, exercise that power. And it's a daily discipline. So I know we've talked about a lot in answering this question. Yeah, yeah. Answer your question. Meditation helps you do just that. It helps you process your thoughts more effectively. It helps you maintain your emotions in a way that's positive helps you calm down and focus in on the moment, not dwelling about yesterday, not being anxious about tomorrow, not being worried about today, but focusing your mind on this present moment and leveraging that power in a way where now you can grow as an individual and move your life forward. Well, I love the gatekeeper analogy. You know, that's, that's a brilliant way to put it. 
you know, meditation allows you to become a gatekeeper or be conscious that you have the ability to be a gatekeeper. And you've probably heard this before, but uh, 90 to 95% of our lives are lived subconsciously. So if we're not aware of what's going on in our subconscious, it's just going to manifest whatever the environment has put into it. So if yeah. you can take a step back and meditate and really become aware, you're in more control of your subconscious in a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it, man. So along the way, I'm sure you've had your challenges and struggles just like you did, you know, the very first time you were speaking. I mean, now you're probably at the point, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you don't really run into those challenges as much just because of the way that your brain is wired. But along your coaching career, what were some of the setbacks or the struggles that you encountered that you had to move past? Let me make it clear and make it plain and be extremely transparent. To this day, I still deal with struggles. I still have challenges. You know, new levels always bring new devils. You know, every time you level up, there's always going to be another challenge that's trying to hold you down. So for those that are listening, you know, never think that the person that inspires you or the person that you look up to, their life is easy or their path doesn't have any struggles. We all have struggles. In fact, we should embrace those struggles, right? Because the struggles help develop our strength. They help us grow. They help us improve. So, so to answer your question, you know, I'm constantly dealing with fear, constantly dealing with insecurity, constantly dealing with doubt. You know, when I may create a video and you're wondering, you know, is this going to resonate? You know, will people listen? Is this going to be inspiring? You know, will this help someone? There's always that voice in our head. There's, there's that inferiority complex that we all deal with. And it's a matter of us creating daily habits, like I talked about earlier, creating daily habits that will help us be empowered, that will help us gain control of our mind, being able to identify this isn't me, this thought that I'm thinking is not serving me, this thought that I'm thinking or this emotion that I'm feeling isn't benefiting me, it's not moving me closer towards my values and my goals. And that's a daily process for me whether it's in business, whether it's in me, you know, achieving my, my fitness goals, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in you just being a leader, there's constant challenges that are, that, that are coming, that we're coming in contact with. But I've learned to take the mindset, Brett, of just embracing them, having a preference for challenge. Like you talk about Tony Robbins, one statement that I love of Tony Robbins is that life is not happening to you, it's happening for you. I've learned to understand that when we are face-to-face -face with challenges, that's life's way of saying you're about to level up, get ready for this movement, get ready for this next level, don't back down, give it the best that you got. And that's how I approach my challenges. Of course, that's easier said than done because a lot of times life can hit you. Like we're in 2020 right now, right? In the midst of a global pandemic at the time of this recording. Nobody saw this coming. Unemployment at an all-time high. The economy is extremely volatile. Most, you know, a lot of people are, are struggling with challenges and issues. You got people that are ill, people that are grieving, individuals that have lost their life. Talking about many mental health challenges that many people may be facing in these times where we're disconnected again. Life is hitting us from many different angles, but it's more about how we respond that's most important. And to respond effectively and successfully, we have to create those daily habits, like you mentioned, meditation, journaling, 
communicating with individuals that are like-minded and inspire you and they're on the same path as you that hold you accountable to be at your best. So when D1 is like, man, I can't take anymore, Brett can say, hey, man, get your head in the game. We got goals to achieve, we got success to create, and we got some dreams to live. But you can't do it with this woe is me mindset. These are ways and things that we can do to help us stay on course. But again, it's got to become a lifestyle. You can't do it one week and then not the next and expect to get great results. You got to have discipline. I'm a firm believer, like I talk about many of my videos, extraordinary discipline leads to extraordinary results. So to answer your question, yeah, challenges every single day as an entrepreneur, challenges. As a leader, challenges. But what's most important is how you respond to those challenges. And that's what I've learned along this journey. Yeah, I think it's important that you focus on how you handle your struggles more than you focus on whether or not you have struggles. You know, yeah. even someone like yourself is very humbling to hear with the way that your brain is wired and the way that you live life. Everybody's got problems. Yeah. And one of my favorite things by Tony Robbins is your problem is that you think you shouldn't have any fucking problems. Right. <laughs> for like, sure, for sure. And that's just blunt. That's real. You know, everybody, everybody faces stuff and our problems are what make us who we are, the way that we react to them or really the way that we adapt to them. I say, don't react, adapt. And, and let me say this, Brett, because I think it's important for us to mention this, okay? I'll preface it by making note of this fact. The majority of our problems are created right here in our own mind based upon the perception that we have of the experience, what we say to ourselves, how we interpret that particular experience. That's where the problem lives. I've been blessed to do work in third world countries in Nicaragua as well as Haiti, and Haiti is where my heart is. Um, I can't wait to go on our next trip. Uh, of course, with everything with the pandemic, we've been postponing things, but I've still been connecting with my brothers there. But I remember the first time that I went, and me personally, going through some struggles on my own, some personal challenges in business, in the personal life, and then you feel some type of way, you know what I mean? Like you ever been there where you just feel some type of way, you're discouraged, you're disappointed, you know, life is challenging. To go into Haiti, a third world country, and with my American mindset, my American philosophy, we have our definition of what success, quote unquote, is based upon the cultural standard. Like we think if you're financially rich, then you're successful. You know, if you're economically empowered, then you're successful. Of course, these are great tools of success and they help us live a higher quality of life and be more effective. But at the end of the day, there's people that are rich that commit suicide. You know, there's people that have millions of followers that are lonely. There's people that live in massive homes, but they have no love in the house. You know what I mean? So stepping into third world countries helps put things in perspective. And when I travel and would connect with many of these individuals, you look at their environment. I'm talking about environments that words can't really describe. I remember meeting a family and the mother approached me and I began to interact with them and she had four kids. And she pointed at the, at the kids and said, he eats on Monday, she eats on Tuesday, he eats on Wednesday, he eats on Thursday. And then Friday, we cut up some mangoes and we spread them across each and every single one of them. Wow. Like they're living off of $5, you know what I mean? $5 a day in many parts of the world. But when you interact with them, 
you wouldn't be able to tell their financial situation or their economic positioning because they're so full of joy, happiness. They have family, they have faith, and they're connected. And moments like that put life in perspective. And it's like, we often think that we have problems. Yeah, we got challenges, but it could always be worse. And it's all a matter of what we create in our own mind and how we see it. In many cases, we put magnifying glasses on our problems and make them bigger than what they really are. There's an example that I do at many live events where I grab a penny and then I place it on someone's eye, have them close their eye and then open up their eye. And then when they open up their eye, the eye is completely blocked by this penny. They don't know what it is because they hadn't seen me approach them. And they're like, man, I can't see, I can't see. As I back up, they see how small this penny is. And when I get 10 feet away from them, they're like, man, it's a small penny. <laughs> it's like, that's how life is in many cases, how we make small things bigger because we're so focused and locked in on them. My grandmother used to say, you can't see the picture if you're in the frame. You got to step back to be able to see what's really happening. And we often will understand that the things that we stressed about yesterday, they won't even be a, con a concern next, you know, next year. <laughs> like think about the things that, that were stressing you out a year ago. Like just right now, that's probably the first time you actually thought about them again in many cases. Of course, we have our own challenges and our struggles, but like I mentioned, they help us grow and improve, but it all boils down to the perspective that we have. Again, life isn't happening to us, it's happening for us. It's putting us in position to be our best selves. It's developing our character and helping us grow and improve in all aspects of our life. Absolutely. And I think remembering the sheer fact that you had this problem last year or whatever, and then, oh, I got through that. And it's really not that big of a deal. Like reflecting on that can really help you when you're experiencing something now. Exactly. Because, you know, people, if you focus on your problems, they will become more of a problem. Like you mentioned, where your focus goes, your energy flows. You know, what you think about the most will eventually grow in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap it up here pretty shortly, but I feel like I could talk with you for hours, man. <laughs> tell, tell the people listening where they can find you on Instagram if you have a website. Yeah. So, so the website, you can connect with me pretty much on all platforms through the website. It's at elevationisamust.com. Um, but again, if you want to connect with me directly through the platform that you're on, my handle is consistent on all platforms at D, the number one, and then Gibson. Again, at D, the number one, and then Gibson. That includes Facebook, Twitter, um, as well as Instagram, uh, Periscope as well. I have a live broadcast that I do every single morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called the Dreamcatchers Worldwide Broadcast. That's full of amazing community of like-minded individuals and all career paths with all different types of goals and dreams. We just have a common goal of becoming the best version of ourselves. So every single morning we're live, 8.30 a.m. And again, that's on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and YouTube. Uh, but you can connect with me on my website to go to my portal to be able to go through all those platforms and connect with me there. Um, for more information, I mean, I have free resources that are available on my website, uh, ebook downloads, quick guide downloads on how to maintain a positive mindset, um, different strategies to live an extraordinary life, uh, different guides that will help you become your best self as you're working towards your goals and your dreams. I also have my newest book available on the website, Come Alive, where I take about, talk about eight success, uh, eight success principles, excuse me, that I personally applied to my life that helped me unleash 
a new and greater me. I talk about, you know, the, the story of me, you know, speaking for the first time and overcoming, you know, fear and identifying who I really am. Uh, many great stories from my personal life that have led to the mindset that I now, you know, currently leverage to inspire others. Uh, so again, for more information on that, hit the website, go to the resources page. Also have our mastermind, um, our dream catches uh, group online on Facebook. So all that information is available at elevationisamust.com. I love it. There's two more questions I want to ask you before we end things. And the first yeah. one is I want your definition of success because you talk about success and I think everybody's version is a little bit different, but what, what is your version of success? What's your definition? First and foremost, yes, I do agree. Success is subjective. Um, it's up to us to define what success is. Of course, society has its definition of success, which is money, power, fame, fortune, beauty, brilliance, prestige, and power. How many followers you have, how many likes on Instagram. But at the end of the day, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not worried about how many likes I got. You know, I'm not worried about how many views this, this video got, so to speak. I'm more concerned about the impact that I made, the purpose that I fulfilled. So I derive my definition of success from a quote by Maya Angelou, where she said, success is when you love yourself, love what you do, and love how you do it. And let me break that down. Loving myself, where I'm strengthening my self-esteem, because I'm only going to rise to the level of achievement that my self-esteem can absorb. I got to love the skin that I'm in. I also have to love what I do. I can't do anything great without enthusiasm. I got to identify what element I want to live my life in. And as I identify that element, be the best that I possibly can be at it by loving how I do it. If I can't be my best, then I can't be happy, right? If I can't be happy, what else am I aiming for, Brett? Every human being wants to be happy. We want to be fulfilled. We want to have a deep enjoyment for the days that we live. And I'm a firm believer from my personal experience, loving myself, loving what I do and loving how I do it will bring that fulfillment. Absolutely. I love that quote. I've heard that before and it's powerful stuff. Absolutely. And my last question is, is if you could tell the whole entire world, just one thing that would help them in life, what would you tell them? Don't be afraid of what makes you uncomfortable. Accept the challenge to be great. Because it's through that discomfort that the challenge is being spoken. Like that's the call. <laughs> that's life's call of saying, will you answer yes? Will you step up? Will you unleash the new, the greater and the best you? Most people run away from what's uncomfortable. Most people run towards what's easy what's safe, what doesn't have a risk. In economics, they teach us without a risk, you can't have a reward. <laughs> Most people want the reward, but I don't have to endure the process to get the reward. Right. So I'd encourage you, just live by the statement. I can't be afraid of what's uncomfortable. I gotta accept the challenge to be great. It may be a tough, a, a tough acceptance. It may be a tough path. It may be very challenging to get to that reward, but it's well worth it. The well, more un absolutely the more uncomfortable situations you put yourself in the happier you'll be because you're able to face those fears and get over it there's a quote by les brown he said if i do what's easy my life will be hard but if i do what's hard my life will be easy 
And again, the average person is taking the easier path to a lesser goal and they're wondering why they're unfulfilled. Working a job that they hate in a relationship that makes them miserable, doing things that they don't enjoy, all because we're seeking easy. You gotta disrupt your human conditioning, your human nature, and make the executive decision. I'm going for it. I'm gonna take the risk. I don't have all the answers right now, but I'm accepting the challenge to be great. I'm trusting in myself. My intuition is saying, go in this direction. Go for it. Again, you may not have it figured out. Like one of the biggest challenges that we have as human beings is that we're afraid because we don't have the ability to predict the future. But the best thing that we can do is to create the future. We can't sit around and predict it. Let's just create it. Roll with the punches. Whatever life rolls at us, let's understand I can handle it. Make that declaration and accept that challenge. I love it so much. David, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Life Rips podcast. And uh, thank you for all you do for the world. And uh, very, very honored to have you on the show, man. Hey, man, it's a great pleasure. And likewise, man, I tip my hat off to you, brother, as you continue to pour into your community on IG. I'm loving the videos, man. The happy gang is moving forward. Keep applying pressure and building momentum because somebody out there may not be happy and they need to hear what you have to say. So be encouraged and keep pushing, brother. Well, I appreciate it. You have a positive rest of your day, brother. Same to you, man.